Gazy, that's you. DJ, I'm breathing out what's your name. Your favorite team is DJ, me. If you don't want the place to stay, you know how it's DJ, me. What's up, sports fans? This is TJ and B back with another episode on this beautiful Wednesday. I am one of your hosts, Ben Catino, alongside Timothy Duffy. Tim, we got a lot to talk about today. It's been a yeah. good two weeks since we've been on this pod, but before we really dive into anything, how you doing on this Wednesday? Doing good, man. Happy hump day. I know we're we're a little bit off schedule on a Wednesday and you're not doing it the last couple of weeks, but Hey, we're back. We got football to talk about. We got three Patriots games quickly to go over, which, um, you know, as you would expect all else two and eight on the year. So football wise, doing, I'm doing okay. Cause my fancy team's not that bad. So your, your, your year must be sucking dick, bro. I mean, Pats are two and eight. You're one and nine in our league. I mean, <laughs> so that I'm in like five leagues and there's two leagues I'm doing really bad in and that's one of them. Um and what really sucks about it is that's the only league with a punishment if you come in last. <laughs> so it's probably the league I would definitely not want to be doing the worst in, but I mean hey, there's about what four weeks left of the regular season, I wanna say. So Yeah. Um, you have to win some games here, kid. I pretty much have to win out to maybe get out of last place, but we'll see. Anything can happen, man. It all yeah. comes down to that nine versus ten game. So yep. it's all what it comes down to. If there's a nine versus ten game in the NFL, I think the Patriots would be in there. Losing three games in a row, Ben. I mean, this is since we've last came on here, three games in a row. You got Miami loss, Washington Commanders loss, and the Colts loss. And <laughs> You know, all, all three coming with in different styles of punches, I feel like. You know, the Dolphins, the Pats had an early lead. I mean, they just couldn't keep pace with the Commanders. Four drives in the fourth quarter, down by three. Couldn't get a single point against the Colts. I mean, what an absolute, you know, trig puller right there. I mean, that's a game you puke after. 10-6 in Germany. And I, I think <laughs> it's just a shame that, you know, our brothers over there in Germany had to witness this. But besides that, Ben, I mean, your three thought, your thoughts on these games. I mean, let's start with Miami, man. I mean, that yeah. was just that was just ugly. Um, I, I mean, mean, it's okay. Defense had forced two takeaways, but once again, offense unable to keep pace whatsoever. I think you made a great point when you said that each of these three games were like three different punches. You know what I mean? Like in the Miami game. Honestly, I thought there was a ton of bad calls against the Patriots. Like, I just remember being super. Yes, that, that PI before the end of the first half was terrible. And not that, you know, maybe we still would have lost if the refs called a flawless game, which they never do. And I would never expect them to do. But I mean, man, there was a lot worse of calls for the Patriots than there were for the Dolphins. I mean, I remember a lot. 
like you said, that PI on third down was just absolutely fucking horrendous. I remember there was a couple other ones that were very crucial to what I thought was the outcome of the game. That's one punch. Versus the commanders, just kind of felt like none of the receivers were getting separation. Just another punch to the face where it shows we have no weapons on this team and no one's open. You saw that video of Tyquan Thornton taking five steps before he breaks out to the sideline. It's just embarrassing what we're seeing from our receiving core. And I mean, then, the Commander's game is kind of the, the game where I was the most pissed off. Yeah, I, I'd say so too. I mean, you have, I think, if I'm not mistaken, four different drives in the final quarter down 20 to 17. Couldn't score the last 19 minutes of the game. And it was, it was feeling good. I mean, the Patriots offense was really clicking, you know, for one of the first times in a couple of weeks, really since that Bills game. For the first three quarters, first half, I mean, you got a lead going into halftime that Kyle Duggar pick at the end zone too before the, the half to save a touchdown drive. And then you just don't do shit after a field goal in the being in the third quarter. Like, Absolutely. I mean, just a terrible game. I and mean, that was the worst one out of all of them. And the way it ended too, Juju Smith-Schuster threw his mitts. Like, I was pissed. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I've laughed at a lot of these losses this year. I'm not going to lie. That's one where I was just like, dude, like, come on. You know, four times Mac Jones had a chance, four. And that's why he was benched the last week in, in another situation like that. Colts, Pats. I mean, that's probably one of the worst games of the NFL season so far amongst any teams. You know, it, it's almost been like these last three weeks is like, it's been like a boxing match where you have one of the boxers that's really smart and He's setting up that knockout blow, right? Keeps going to the body. Keeps, you know, having his opponent drop his hands to set up that knockout shot. And this weekend was that knockout shot. When when Mac Jones threw that pick at the end of the game, I truly believe that was the knockout shot for the Patriots and the lights turned out. I mean, that pick just felt like the end. You know, I... I don't think we will ever see Mac Jones play in a Patriots uniform again. I mean. Wow. Wow. I, I something like when that, ha- when that happened, it just truly felt like monumental, you know, like, and I know all season there's been rubbling. There's been rubblings over the last year and a half of people like Mac Jones sucks. He needs to be benched for Zappy, yada, yada, yada. But, Obviously, you still had a good amount of people, including the coaching staff, apparently, that thought Mac Jones could still be our starter and could still be the guy. But I think Sunday, man, was the knockout blow for Mac Jones. And I think he's knocked out for good. I mean, I just don't see a way where we see Mac Jones play again this year unless two QBs get hurt. I mean, I just saw a report from Tom Curran, who's a pretty liable source for the Patriots, very. He, he said he thinks Mac Jones is get, getting demoted to the third string QB and that wow. Will Greer and Bailey Zappi are going to battle it out the next two weeks for the starting job. I mean, that's where we're at right now. And honestly, to be honest with you, Tim, I wouldn't disagree one bit. I, I don't think I've ever hated a quarterback more than Mac Jones. It, it's really gotten to that point where I can't even stand seeing his fucking face on my TV screen. Like, the amount of anger this guy has caused me to feel 
over the last those crazy those is ridiculous, dude. Like, trust me, I I would never burn a jersey. But honestly, I hope people start burning Mac Jones jerseys. I don't know how. I haven't even seen a video of that. I actually did. I saw one on Twitter, bro. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't blame the person one bit. I'm usually against. I it. saw it on Instagram. I think. I'm done. You know, Tom Curran, you know, saying the ship has sailed for Mac Jones in New England. You know, he's a broken player. Those are some real quotes from Curran himself. Um, another one I just other one was um. Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald saying that one team, one team source has said that 80% of the Patriots locker room is out on Mac Jones. I mean, think about that. I think about 10 guys on the team fuck with you. <laughs> like, that's crazy, bro. Did you, but, see, did you see what Gronk said, too? What did he say? He said Mac Jones isn't respected in New England. He's not, and I, it kind of does suck for him. I do think the Patriots organization had a big part of underdeveloping him, but at the same time, like, bro, I just feel like he, he has no mental toughness, you know, which is one of those things where, like, is a big turnoff when that's your franchise quarterback. And it really goes to show how hard the Patri- how hard the Patriots fans can be, Boston sports fans can be. I mean, we've seen a lot of different quarterbacks who have kind of performed like Mac Jones get – more than two and a half years of time, you know, like Zach Wilson, for example, he's still starting. He, he's been way worse than Mac Jones his whole career. Maybe it's because those organizations are usually incompetent, but I think a lot of it has to do with the, the media narrative and like no one in new England likes Mac Jones anymore. And it's, it, it's tough for him, but your first round pick and you got two game winning drives in your career. I mean, <laughs> With so many chances, too. I mean, you know how many one-possession games the Patriots lost last year? I was just going to say that. Like, so many. So many, dude. And this year, I mean, th- this might have been the way to, you know, put the nail in the coffin for Mac Jones in New England. 10-6 loss. Wor- that's one of the worst picks I've ever seen in my life. And the Zappy pick, the Zappy fake spike pick, I just started laughing out loud, dude. I was like, what the fuck was that, bro? Dude, I was I was watching with uh I was watching with like Ethan, Kyle, Cook. We were visiting Korea. Um and dude, like Zappy snaps it and he fake spikes it. And I, I sit up in my seat, I stand up, I'm like, oh my god, fake spike. And like, dude, he's looking down the field, like you tell he's gonna <laughs> throw it deep, and then just fires one into the Colts. The Colts dude, there were three down. dudes there, bro. Like, dude, the play looked so promising, and I got so excited, and then it was just all for a pick. And Ethan was laughing at me, dude. Like, it's so hard. Dude, I mean, I was, I just started laughing because I was like, dude, like, that was the most pitiful fake spike ever, bro. You know? Terrible. And my thing is, like, even if we start Zappy, and let's say it even looks worse. I don't even care, dude. At this point, I I cannot watch Mac Jones play another another game on the Patriots. Like if he starts in two weeks versus the Giants, I genuinely will not watch. I will just put on red zone. You just put on red zone, dude. I I can't do it anymore. 
and it goes back to what you were saying about the mental toughness. This guy has no mental toughness. I can't watch it anymore, dude. It, it, this guy doesn't even fight for us, man. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. And as a fan, and I'm sure every fan feels this way, we cannot watch this guy start another game for our team. I mean, it's just – it's absolutely pitiful. It is. I mean, it's terrible. I think he'll – I have a feeling he's going to start at least – no, I don't even know, man. Like, I guess it's just so early. And, I like, don't you do you think he might start versus the Giants? Like, I don't think so. I don't know. Because <laughs> when you when you really think about it, dude, getting benched on the final drive in a two-minute drill is, is that's your only time getting sat the entire game. Like, that's the biggest slap in the nuts. Dude, that's like, like as a quarterback, probably. That's like basically surrendering the game. Like, like, dude, you're your backup quarterback, who's not like this guy, just started warming up two minutes before he took his first snap. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically as warmed up as Bill Belichick is on the sideline, and he, I think Bill just said, "I don't even give a fuck what happens. I just can't even put Mac Jones out there," because it, honestly, if it was up to me, I I think Bailey Zappi absolutely blows too. I I don't. Yeah, think- he sucks. I don't think anything's going to be much better. If it was up to me, I would have just put Zeke or Ramondre at the quarterback for the last <laughs> possession and ran Wildcat every single play. Because why not? I mean... If you're going to surrender the game, at least make it something to confuse the Germans, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, why is there running back in our quarterback, you know? <laughs> you know, I've never seen a quarterback wear number 38. It's just a fucking mess, dude. And I don't know. I don't know going forward. Zappy, Greer, Cunningham, please just play one of them and not Mac Jones. And it's crazy how we've gotten to this point because if you've been listening to us for a while, I mean, we we liked Mac Jones at the start of all of this. You know what I mean? We, we've been recording pods since the beginning of his tenure with the Patriots, and we did really like this guy at the beginning, but yeah. I we loved him. We thought he was the future. I can't do it anymore, dude. Yeah, I can't do it, man. Uh, I just can't take the mediocrity. I said a crazy animation, a conspiracy theory. What if Robert Kraft is begging Belichick's genius and prowess to just lose as many games as possible? Dude, your Caleb Williams conspiracy might be correct. Like, that's going to be for Caleb Williams, the, the next Mahomes, the next Aaron Rodgers, Caleb Williams. That's who the, the Pats are actually tanking. I mean, that was literally giving up on the game the other day. Like, right. like literally was surrender. Literally, Bel- Belichick was just like, fuck it, man. Fuck this. We're done. We're done. So, yeah, how are they going to do that the rest of the year, you wonder? I mean, look at their schedule. They got the Giants after the bye. They got, I'm just looking at it right now. They got the Chargers at home next week. Steelers on the road Thursday night, sure week. Then Chiefs on Monday night football at home. Then Denver, Buffalo on the road, and then end of the season with the Jets at home. Like I think realistically there might be one win in there. And it's yeah. probably it's probably gonna be this week or next week against the Giants. <clears throat> Even happens. I mean, I mean that Giants defense is offense is absolutely horrendous. Pats are going to win this game probably like 10-3. And it's going to be on like a defensive touchdown. It's going to be on some bullshit too, bro. 
Literally. That's I my mean, prediction. I think if we actually – if we wanted to win, we'd probably start Zappy, thinking he's the best option. But I honestly have a feeling we're going to go with Will Greer. That would be hilarious. What if he, like, balls out, dude? <laughs> He just throws, like, 20 touchdowns in the last eight games of the year. It would be, like, kind of sick, but then we'd be out on Caleb Williams. Because at this point, I mean, I've been so out on, like, wanting to tank, and I haven't been in that boat yet. But, like, after last week, I totally want it to happen. Like, I want us to lose versus the Giants 100%. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I, I just think Belichick is one of those coaches that will win a game that we shouldn't just because, and it's going to take us out of the first spot. Yeah, probably will. Maybe maybe against the Chargers or something, probably, <laughs> at home. But, um, you know, that's the Pats talk today. Definitely a lot to work on. No, just a lot to rewind on because I wouldn't even say work on. I don't want the Pats winning any games. So... Yeah, Pat's talk two and eight going into the bye. That's terrible. But hey, um, next thing we got on the agenda is Mr. Notorious Woman Respecter Deshaun Watson out for the season with a shoulder surgery. Um, it's Brown six and three and looking like one of the best teams in the AFC. Uh, this is a big blow for the Browns, huh? Massive because I mean, they just beat the Ravens who. Looked like the best team in the NFL going into the week. And now they lose their starting quarterback. And without Deshaun Watson, I know they beat the 49ers, which kind of a fluke game in my opinion. But they haven't looked so well on offense. And that's going to be tough for them, man. I mean, <laughs> they dished out one of the richest contracts in NFL history to Deshaun Watson. Now he injures his throwing shoulder, shoulder, which notoriously can ruin a quarterback, understandably. I mean, on your throwing shoulder, you break it. He might not ever be the same again, and there, his contract is fully guaranteed. So it's not like there's any any misconception how much money yeah. he's going to make. I mean, they owe him, what, $230 million? I think and it's 238 240 240 and he's going to get every cent of that. So it's tough for the Browns, man. And it's just a classic Browns move. You know what I mean? Like the Browns and the Jets just can't get out of their own way ever. And they always make these kinds of moves where you you just kind of scratch your head and you're like, what are they doing? And come back to bite them in the ass. But I mean, I feel like with whatever team signed Deshaun Watson, even if it was outside of the Browns or the Jets, Something like this was going to happen, man. I mean, this guy just had karma written all over him. And you never wish for a player to get injured. But, hey, man, I I can't say I didn't see something like this coming for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I I can't say it either. I mean, and you mentioned every single cent's going his way. You're going to be paying this guy for the Browns, um, you know, around $80 million for 12 games, you know, about $100 million for 12 games worth. 90 mil, something along those lines. Crazy, crazy numbers. But, you know, I mean, something was trying to happen. This guy gets suspended for – doesn't play – dude, he hasn't played – he's played 12 games in three years. Like, that is absurd, bro. I mean, think about it. Last time he was in a full season, he had the most passing yards in the league. 
33 touchdowns, seven picks on a four and 12 team too. And now, I mean, he's just not looking good. Um, but for the Browns, I mean, it, it makes you think because he's not playing that well, how much of a difference will this be between him and PJ Walker? And we saw PJ Walker, you know, put up 39 points in a game when driving into the Colts the other week. Definitely some Mickey referee help there as well. But um, it makes you wonder, I mean, how much different is this offense going to be? I mean, I, I think that P.J. Walker can get it done. I think they're still going to win games because that defense is so freaking good. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, is P.J. Walker going to make those plays with his legs? He's going to get them in the field goal range to tie up the game in, in December, you know? Can Deshaun Watson do that even though? I, I trust him more than P.J. Walker. But this definitely, definitely hurts the Browns, man. I mean, and you got to feel bad for Browns fans. Definitely not Deshaun Watson, though. But I feel bad for Browns fans. Six and three, best defense in the league, historically great defense in terms of allowing yards. And then, boom, their season in shambles using Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, you got to feel bad, man. Jets and, Jets and Browns, they just – they're cursed, man. I mean, bad things happen to them, and I don't know why. I, they don't necessarily deserve it, you know. A lot of those fans have been loyal for a very long time. And like you said, I mean, maybe the Browns can still do well. Their defense really is that good that they could carry this team definitely into the playoffs and maybe even a win or two in the playoffs somehow if P.J. Walker or DTR, who they're starting this week, turns into a competent quarterback. But, I mean – it goes back to the point <laughs> too. It goes back to the point too. They had Josh Dobbs in the preseason as their QB too. Yeah, they literally did. Who is lighting it up yeah. on the Vikings right now? Which is honestly someone I actually wanted to talk about as well. If we do need another topic, but yeah, man, they just really, really messed up at the quarterback position because even if they had someone like a healthy Kirk Cousins right now, I mean, we're looking at a Super Bowl contender. Absolutely a Super Bowl contender. So we'll see what's in store for the Browns. And this weekend's going to be big. Who are they playing? Is it the Steelers? Uh, yes, they're playing host to the Steelers. Who is the most, six who is the most aggravating team in the league because they've gotten outgained in nine straight weeks. And have just kept winning games. I mean, they're just winning gross games. Props to them. I mean, it's definitely really, Mickey Mouse, you know. Can't can't apologize for winning, but like, man, especially me who like keeps betting against the Steelers for this reason. It's so frustrating to watch because they just keep squeaking out these wins, man. I don't get it. No, it's extremely frustrating. I I mean, I was just talking to a Steelers fan yesterday. This kid I work with. He was like, dude, I don't even want to see us in the playoffs either. We're gonna get bounced in the in the first round. And I, I was mean, like, yeah. I'd take that any day of the week, though. I would take their spread, you know. They'd oh, probably absolutely. they'd probably find a way to win. <laughs> and like, get outgained by like 200 yards. Probably find a way to win with like 215 total yards in Miami or something in the wild card round. Which would be completely Mickey. But, Ben, I mean, Brown's final record this season, what do you think? I'm going to say they're going to finish 9-8. and eight. No, I'm going to say 10-7 and seven still. I'm going to say 10-7 still. And I think, it's, I think it's really going to come down 
to tiebreakers in that AFC, you know, with Buffalo or Cincy or anything else. I mean, they got one more game against Cincy. They beat them the first time. This game against Cleveland or against Pittsburgh is huge because Pittsburgh beat them the first time as well. So what what's your take? I'm going to also go 10-7 and because that means they finish out the year 4-4, four and four, and I think that's kind of a perfect number for them. Um, And with that number – no, they probably wouldn't win the North, right? Because Baltimore presumably would. Yeah, probably. They're seven three, so you think? I mean, with, with a healthy team right now, still such a wide open division, though. Yeah, that that this end of the year for the AFC is going to be bonkers. I mean, it's, it's going to be, be nuts. completely crazy. It's going to be completely villainous. It's going to be absurd, dude. I'm excited, man. I think this is the best playoff picture we might ever have. We're getting into, like, the witching hour of the season. I know. I mean, not really, but it's, like, December, dude. We're we're in the edging hour, you know? We're we're so close to the witching hour. We're crawling towards it, which it's actually crazy that it's, what, week week 12, is it? Or week 11? Week 11. Week Week 11. 11, Week 11. Dude, that's insane. No, only eight more weeks of regular season football, man. Goes by so quick. It's so quick. It's it is really sad. It's honestly quite depressing. But um, I don't want football to be over again. I feel like indeed. it started. Yeah, we so like in the middle, pretty much though. It's almost over. You know, it's around the time people are getting off some mid-season awards. Um, let's only do uh, let's we're gonna have probably have like thirteen minutes left, fourteen minutes left. So see, he's kind of quick. MVP of the NFL. I want to hear your take first on MVP. I mean, right now, you kind of have to give it to CJ Stroud. (laughs) I knew it was coming out of your mouth. I mean, mean, who else when you really think about it? Like, obviously, you could maybe go Mahomes, I guess. Uh, I don't know. There's not a ton of other candidates, and CJ Stroud has – Definitely proven himself. I mean, a rookie's never won MVP, right? I, Jim I, Brown did. Jim Brown Jim did. Brown. He, was, he was different, you know. He was, he was different. I, I, I feel like it won't happen just for that reason, just because he's obviously going to get Offensive Rookie of the Year. But when you look at the stats, man, I mean, it's pretty uncomparable that CJ Stroud is probably the front runner right now. I mean, maybe Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I was going to say Hurts because I don't think they're going to give it to a rookie, bro. Yeah. Jalen Hurts arguably should have won it last year if he played every game. But I'm going to give this Jalen Hurts. I think they still probably go like 14-3, and three, the Eagles team. They got five really tough games coming up, though. At Chiefs versus Bills versus Niners versus at Cowboys and at Seahawks in a row. So that's a really tough stretch. I think if he went – if the Eagles are able to go 4-1 and one of those games – I mean, you're looking at a fucking, you're looking at a twelve and two team right there with three games to go against two against the Giants, one against the Cardinals. I'm gonna give it a Hurts because I think it's gonna be media driven. They don't want a rookie to win it, and you know I think with that we'll just both say that CJ Stroud's our offensive rookie of the year too, because there's no way. And I mean, with Hurts, like the Eagles have been winning a lot of close games, and a lot of it is because of Hurts. Like he'll make that play at the end of the game. So, I agree when you say it's probably going to go to Hurts for all the reasons we were just saying. Not going to go to a rookie, and media is going to want Hurts. 
You will want Hurts big time because you can't give it him a home second three or he's kind of playing like shit. Yeah. Josh Allen, who's my original pick, you know, he's 500 with 10 picks right now. He sucks. Offensive player of the year. I'm taking Tyreek Hill You know, on pace for 2K. I think it's got to be Tyreek easy. So give me Tyreek, man. I mean, this guy has just been so absurd this year. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be either him or Christian McCaffrey, in my opinion, depending on how Christian McCaffrey finishes the season. You know what I mean? But it's going to be pretty tough to get to Tyreek Hill because I'm pretty sure he's on pace for 2,000 receiving yards. So if he if he caps that milestone, I feel like it's going to be pretty tough to catch him for Offensive Player of the Year. He's on pace for just around – I fell down a little bit. He was on he was on pace for two thousand before last week. He only had sixty two last week, so it's fell down a little bit. Defensive player of the year. I'm taking Miles Garrett. Ben, you know, best defense in the league, and I think the voters always love that. I, I'm gonna go Miles Garrett as well. I mean, pretty Mickey that we're kind of having the same picture. Who would be like the second runner up in that though? I was yeah, just Michael Parsons, C.J. Watt, Max Crosby too. People, he's been heating up. That's actually who I'm going to go with is Max Crosby. I was he's trying heating up, dude. Yeah, if he keeps up at this pace, I think he should legitimately win it. Like, I think he deserves it. I, I think Max Crosby is honestly like the most underrated player in the league right now. I know he's getting a lot more coverage this year, but man, he's a fucking beast, dude. Nine and a half sacks for Max Crosby, defensive rookie of the year. Man, who do you got? It's really a two man race right now between Weatherspoon and Carter. I'm going to go Witherspoon. I, I want to pick Witherspoon. Fun fact, he was born, me and him were born the same day. But I'm going Jalen Carter. That Eagles defense is stout. He's been really good this year for a D-tackle. I mean, voters love D-tackles too, more than rookie corners, I feel like. They just gave it a sauce last year, though. But give me Jalen Carter, man. I just – I love the way Witherspoon plays, dude. Like, he just smacks people out there. You know that one hit against the Cardinals? That was that was a that was a boom save. We got eight and a half minutes left. So last award, coach of the year. Dan Campbell. It's gotta be dead. Uh, it's gotta be dead. I was gonna say dead too. It's gotta be dead. That Lions team playing at unreal level. I mean, we kind of saw it towards the end of last season when they really started competing with everyone, beating a lot of good teams, but he has them even better than when they left off last year. It's got to be Dan Campbell this year. Definitely another media-influenced uh, pick, you know, with the hard knocks. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about breaking legs or whatever. I don't even know, man, but he's a beast. Lions are 8-2. They're number two seed in the NFC, too. I mean, they could really finish out as number two seed, maybe even the one seed, depending on how things roll out the Eagles' tough schedule as well, and if the Lions keep winning, because they have an easy road ahead to the playoffs. All right. Picks to probably we've all been waiting for Thursday night football. Bengals plus three and a half on the road. You know, the the line almost feels like a trap. So I kind of want to go Ravens, but I got to take the Bengals getting three and a half here. I mean, that's just a crazy line, in my opinion. It's a must win game for, you know, really both teams, but especially the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals, they're going to be. Like the Bills at five and five, if they lose this game, I'm gonna take Burrow against the team that he's really played well against in his career. And I already have, t- I think, two units on Bengals plus four. I got it four beginning I of the week. That. 
So give me the Bengals, baby, plus four. <laughs> Cardinals, Texans, man. Texans minus four and a half. Kyler Murray back for the Cardinals. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals plus four and a half. I think they're going to win this game outright, and they're going to further take themselves apart from that number one overall pick. The Texans have beaten good teams, and they've lost games they probably should have won. This will be one of them. Oh, I absolutely love that. I, I was going to say, when I looked at the board this week, there's, this was actually my favorite line. It was Cardinals plus four. So four and a half, I like it even better. I agree with you, though. I think they're going to win this game outright because the Texans, it seems like they really play to their competition when you look at their yeah, game. a little bit, yeah. And I think they're going to play down to the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are ultimately going to beat them late. I agree. Kyle Murray, another game-winning drive. I had him at plus two and a half live last week, so he really uh, made plus me happy. Plus two last week for me. That. I, was sharp. I was sharp on Sunday. That's yeah, Seahawks plus That Redskins plus six was so free against the Seahawks. Dude, that caption got me. This was so free, and you <laughs> literally took it before. You just knew it was free. Dude, I was like, six? Seahawks are the biggest frauds in the league, bro. Two other fraud teams, Chargers minus three on the road in Lambeau. Against the Packers, and um, this—I don't like this line. I don't even. I'm not touching this game. But I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Packers plus three at home. Yeah, I'm like addicted to losing money on the Packers this year. So like, just give me them again in the hopes that they win. We won that Saints game though back in week three. That was lit. Did Giants, Commies, Commanders are minus ten at plus a hundred at home as of Wednesday, and. You know, I feel like I always take the big spreads in this pot. Remember, I took the Cowboys minus 12 against the Cardinals, which <laughs> ended up losing. I'm going to take the Commanders minus 10 in this one. I'm actually going to go – I've taken every dog so far, but I'm going to go Giants plus 10. I think Danny DeVito somehow finds a way to cover this. And the Commies are kind of a team that also play down to their competition, play up to their competition as well. So I think this is going to be within 10 points. They really do. That's now they they lost to the Giants 14 7 a couple weeks ago. So that Giants, see, yeah, I mean, they held them in check. I think it was about three weeks ago. So Titans, Jaguars, Jacksonville's minus six and a half at home. Ben, what do you think? I'm going to go Titans plus six and a half. Me too. I love the <laughs> Titans plus six and a half. The Jaguars are the most fraudulent team in the National Football League. Outside of the Dolphins, but I mean, when you look at this game too, Mike Rabel in division, at home, getting almost a touchdown. Oh, it's in Jacksonville. Oh, it's in Jacksonville, my bad. I mean, still, just Mike Rabel in division game, getting over six points is, that's a lock to me. You got to take I agree. I agree. He's a great coach, and the Jaguars looked like shit last week, man. So, give me the Titans with the points. Raiders, Dolphins, Miami is minus 13 in this one at home. You know, I have really liked the Raiders since Antonio Pierce is taking over, but this is one of those lines where it's – I do really want to take it, but I got to go with Dolphins minus 13 here. I think we might see a blowout. I'm going to go Dolphins minus 13 too. I don't think, I don't think this <laughs> game is going to be close. It's a trap. Aiden O'Connell, man, he, I think they'll get in the end zone a few times, but I don't think the Raiders' defense will be able to keep pace with Miami in this one. Dallas and Carolina, the Panthers plus 11 from Charlotte, and I'm going to I'm gonna take the Dallas Cowboys minus 11. I mean, they really show what they're like at their best against really bad teams, against like the Giants last week, 
And I don't think it's be that much of a blowout, especially on the road against the Panthers, who have a little bit of a better defense than the Giants. But give me give me the Cowboys in this one, minus 11. I'm not going to bet. I would not bet this, though. Yeah, no, I, no, I wouldn't bet this either, but I'd, I'd go with the Panthers plus 11 if I had to. I could see a rat backdoor cover here, losing by 10. Like, they're down 17 and then throw a rat touchdown. So, if you had to, I'd go Panthers plus 11. This is going to be a shitty NFL red zone Sunday. Only two 4 o'clock games. The first one, Bucks niners Niners minus – oh, actually, I didn't even read all of them, bro. I didn't say that – oh, Chicago-Detroit. Detroit minus eight from home. I'm going to go quick. Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take – I'm gonna take the Lions minus eight. I'm gonna give the I'm gonna do the Bears plus eight. Okay, I think we're gonna see a lot of blows this week. Evidently, Steelers Browns Browns are minus one. Then we both have the Browns in this one. Browns at home. Steelers. I mean, I I think that I don't think the Steelers are gonna sweep the Browns. That's really what it just that's just what it comes down to. Bucks Niners Niners are minus twelve on action. I'm gonna take the Bucks the points. I mean, this is a game where Baker Mayfield could really get blown out, but. I thought the Bills were going to cover, what was it, eight against the Bucs the other week? They did not. Niners are a way better team, though. But, you know, Baker, he's going to be he's gonna be slinging a lot in garbage time. So, give me give me the uh, give me the Bucs. The Bucs getting Tom Brady's number for a spread. Got to take the Bucs here. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. The best quarterback in their history. Four games left. Seahawks, Rams. Seahawks minus one in Los Angeles. Give me the Rams plus one just because that's such a weird line. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams plus one too. They, I think they're going to sweep the Seahawks on the regular season and really show us all how fraudulent LA or Seattle is. Seattle's going to lose both to San Francisco, by the way. You can yeah. quote me on that. All right, one more four o'clock game, the Nance Sims game. We got the Jets and the Bills. Bills minus seven. Give me the Jets and the points, baby. Give me the, the Bills. Game. Give me the Bills in a bounce back spot here. And they're gonna blow them out. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I do want to take the Bills. I I might on game day. I probably will. Minnesota Denver. I love this game. I even though it's Sunday night football, kind of a trash matchup. Denver minus two and a half. I want the Broncos. Man, winning their fifth in five game or in six games. Give me Denver, bro. I'm uh I'm addicted to the pasture not now, so I'm gonna go with the Vikings <laughs> plus two and a half. <laughs> The game of the week, Super Bowl 57 rematch, Eagles plus two and a half on the road in Kansas City. This is the game we've all been waiting for. Give me the Eagles in a revenge spot, plus two and a half. Give me the Chiefs to defend their title at home with a Joe Buck. A lot, Buck, of, a on lot the of contrarian picks for us. I love it. See you guys next time here on 